May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Well, here we are, moving through the week, looking ahead to the first Sunday of Advent, that season in the liturgical calendar when we all focus on beginnings. And the lectionary lands us in texts that are focused on endings. So while in our Old Testament lesson for this morning, Daniel may have had no problem translating the uh, cryptic phrases inscribed on the wall of the banquet hall by the bodiless hand, we may find it a bit of a challenge to decipher what message God has written there for us today. Our text for this morning is the familiar Bible story that gives rise to the saying, the handwriting's on the wall. It's one of what Bible scholars call a court tale, a series of stories in which the heroes are Israelites trying to live a faithful life in the midst of a foreign court. Frequently, when a nation is subjected to oppression or experiences a time of loss or despair, it gives rise to a literature of superheroes, tales of powerful, often otherworldly beings who swoop in and conquer the oppressor and restore things to the way they were or were supposed to be. Think of our own comic book characters like Captain America and Wonder Woman. Israel's greatest loss came with the Babylonian conquest of the holy city and the destruction of Solomon's temple. And the content of the book of Daniel is rooted in the dark days of exile that followed. But the heroes in this narrative are not superheroes, but faithful mortals. As Stephen Cook puts it, we find in Daniel compelling stories and vibrant visions filled with apocalyptic imagination that pokes fun at human arrogance, especially pretensions to size and might, and raises the purview of readers above current events to illumine history's course and God in control. As Edmund de Suiza and Judith Jones put it, Daniel himself reflects the challenges and difficulties and personifies the limitations that every believer faces in seeking to live faithfully in an unwelcoming culture. Hmm. Maybe the meaning for us today is not as difficult to decipher as I suggested. <laughs> for the people of Israel, and for us. The lesson to be learned from Daniel is that the true power belongs to God, and the real hero is the one who follows God's direction, even when that requires, as in this morning's text, speaking uncomfortable truths to those in authority. In this case, Belshazzar, the king of Babylon. We're rather abruptly introduced to an inebriated monarch when he commands that the sacred vessels taken from the temple in Jerusalem be brought to the banquet hall. There he and the entire company of a thousand of his lords, his wives, and his concubines drink from the sacred vessels 
and toast to their gods of gold and silver, bronze, iron, and wood. Actions that in the eyes of Israel and Israel's God are both sacrilegious and blasphemous. And God responds. In an iconic scene that would have called to mind for Israel both the divine finger writing on the covenant tablets on Mount Sinai and the prophetic promise that one day God would write the law on the hearts of the people. Now the sight of a series of cryptic nouns being inscribed on the wall by an apparently disembodied hand terrifies the king. And discovering the subject of the inscription confounds all the palace soothsayers. Only Daniel, brought in at the suggestion of the queen mother, is able to read God's word. Words that could probably be summarized in essence as, I'm God and you're not. (laughs) The world was not Belshazzar's to command or control. And the writers of the book of Daniel showed their audience that while they might have to live as outsiders and play their roles in the courts of foreign kings, they were ultimately accountable only to the divine ruler. Only God, whose kingdom endures forever, was in charge. For Belshazzar, this knowledge did prove to predict the end, for he would die that very night. But for Israel... This knowledge offered hope for the future. A hope that we can share. A hope that perhaps explains why this is a most appropriate text for this pre-Advent moment. God is in charge. And God can do amazing things. Daniel's story reminds us that the empires of this world come and go, but history is in God's hands. And as Advent begins, we acknowledge that not only is God in charge, but God is preparing to turn things upside down. Things as they are will end and a new thing will begin. A Messiah will arrive, not as a powerful military leader violently overthrowing the political system, but as a baby born in a stable and laid in a manger. Visions of glory that reflect the shine of earthly wealth and splendor will fade in the light of a Savior who lives a life of service to all people in need, speaks truth to secular and religious leaders, and is willing to die the death of a criminal. Fear of death and despair at the limits of mortality will end with the raising of that Savior from the tomb. God is in control. Like Daniel, we are called to stand firm in our faith, to speak God's truth without counting the cost. And if, like Daniel, we are willing to trust ourselves and our future into God's care, believing God's promise and knowing God's faithfulness, then we too are part of making God's dream of a better world a reality. Let us begin. Amen.